Welcome to Finneytown Local School District's official podcast, the only place to listen to the in-depth stories from our students, staff, and community members. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the official podcast of the Finneytown Wildcats. I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, Mike Kennedy. Mike, how are you today? Good. What's up, Finneytown? How's everybody doing? Hopefully enjoying the holiday weekend. Today with Mike and me are two great guests. First, we have LaCara Baber, senior. Crazy to say that. Mm. Senior at Finneytown High School. How are you, LaCara? I'm good. Hey, Finneytown. Thanks for being with us. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really excited to have a student today. It's so much better when we got a student here. So thank you for taking your time to do this. I know you're on summer break still officially, but thanks for being here. And joining LaCara, our very own restorative practices facilitator, Tammy Dietz. How are you, Tammy? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I was wondering how many times there have been students in here because it is exciting when students are here. Oh, yeah. Mike and I have realized that um, students are better than adults, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. we intend to have more on season two here. So you are the second episode of season two, and... Um, we're just so glad you're here. So we start with rapid fire, and our rapid fire of questions is Mike Kennedy. Go for it, Mike. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Okay. It's coming whether we're ready or not, You can right? jump in. Either one of you first. It doesn't matter. All right. What song do you play in the car when no one is around? Uh, anything by Little Dirk. Okay, Little Dirk. Mine is um, Big Sean. I'm not going to say the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when it's on, are you moving and grooving, or are you just, like, in the moment? Um, I'm always dancing to music. I'm always dancing, so I'm just dancing. Nice. Same, because when you dance, it, when, I always told my kids growing up, when you're dancing, you can't be sad. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Now, were the two of you dancing on the way here when you were listening to Nelly together? We were not. We were, talking we were talking over Nelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. <clears throat> All right. Best fashion advice you've ever gotten? Be yourself. I used to try to, like, follow the trends and stuff that was going on, and it was, like, not working. So it's, like, be yourself with your fashion. Do your thing. I like that. You jumped right in on that one. Yeah, profound simplicity right there. Yeah. Be yourself. I like that one. Tammy? Yeah, this is hard because I'm not a big fashion person. Um, I remember growing up, a, a memory immediately came to mind of you're not supposed to wear white. Was that after Labor Day? Yes, after Labor Day. That comes to mind, okay. but I don't ever follow that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But I don't think anybody's given me fashion advice, so maybe I need it. Well, we just got some today. <laughs> I know. I like that. So thank you. Yeah. All right. What non-existent job do you wish existed? Killer question. <laughs> I know. That's a good one. Ooh. Mm. Non-existent. Is being God an option? Whoa. Wow. Tell us more. I don't know. Like, I want to be a God. Like, something that everybody follows and believes in. 
and take their word. I want to be one. Okay. That is wow. deep, Akira. That's great. Okay. Thank you. I'm thinking something very more. <laughs> Much more simpler than being a god. That's okay, be yourself. I was thinking of something like somebody, and I know they have them, so it's not non-existent. Like an organizer, I love to like come in and clean and organize people. Mm. But I know they have a job for that. But I would, I would love that. Is that like an event planner? Or is that a little different? No, I don't want to plan an event like in your home. If you have an area that's a mess, not even a designer, just you have a. I had a friend once, and she was like, Dietz, I need you to help me get organized in my house. And I didn't ever get to do it. But, like, you want to go paperless, or you just need shelves organized in a specific way, or you want me to go through your junk drawers and organize things, or I love that. Well, maybe when you're done with teaching, you can jump in on that. Yeah. Yeah. I can say I'd probably contract with you for a year <laughs> at my house. I would love it. Huh. Love it. Interesting. That Go sounds, through people's pantries and organize them. And sounds expensive. I don't know if I can afford Miss Deeds. Well, no doubt. But you're right. There is nothing like a well-organized oh, pantry. It feels so good. Yeah. Actually know what you have to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Saves your money in the long run. You know what? I appreciate you guys being good sports. That's the end of rapid fire. You can breathe now. Yeah, those were hard. <laughs> Great answers, though. I yes. <laughs> Had to put some thought into them answers. <laughs> well, that that makes sense because um, both of you are both very thoughtful people, and um, there's no surprise that two of you are leaders of the restorative practices movement in Finneytown, which is what you're here to talk about today. So before we jump in, um, can you share with us what is restorative practices? For me, restorative practices is building community in an authentic way, but also keeping people accountable for their actions. It's also, for, for me, an instructional tool. It's a way that I can deliver instruction through the practices by building the connections, it makes the content even more exciting and engaging for my students. But it's now restorative practices is a way of life for me. And I don't ever want to go back to what was before that. Thanks, Tammy. Yeah. Um, I would say for me it's like more of helping the younger community and trying to find themselves without having to be, like, getting in trouble, being bad. I know some people it still takes a lot of time, but I like to help in any way that I can. And it helped me a lot, like, a lot, a lot. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I just like helping the younger people. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. I do, too. You know, you when when you said it helped you a lot, a lot, I could see it. <laughs> On your face. For those of you out there listening, just the joy. Tell me about why that joy is there. Like, tell me more about that. Um, when I was younger, I was bad. Everybody knew I was like terrible. Um, I never really had no help. I'm like the only people that I had was Mr. Rosa, Mr. Munchmore, and Dr. Dinah. Then was like, that's it. 
And they always pushed me to be the person they knew I could be. And But I feel like the younger kids take more better advice from somebody that's a little bit older than them and I like a lot older than them. They don't like listening to adults. I just was want to say that now. They don't like listening to adults. Um, with me going to the younger kids, they'll be like, they'll come to me. They'll be like, oh, what's your advice on this? I like when people come to me and ask me for advice. It makes me feel good. Um, yeah, so I just really never had that. No older kids would be like, sit, just sit down with me and be like, hey, this this is not what you want to do. This is not the life you want to live. Nobody did that with me. So for me to be able to do that with younger kids, it makes me happy. Tammy, when you hear that, what what does that make you think of? How do you feel about that? I'm so, um, my heart is full. I, it just fills my heart the, to know that people poured into into Lakira and that she had that outlet, and now that she wants to be that for somebody else. It just makes me happy. And how many kids have been impacted? I mean, I've seen a lot, but tell us that story, like, we know that Lakira has been impacted, but you know you don't have to mention specific students. But this year, what have you seen this past school year in 2021, 2022? Tell us that story of kids that were impacted and how they were impacted. I think we have 50 students now who are restorative practice mediators, which we call RPMs, and. Lakira, were you in the first group that went or the second group? I was in the second group. Yeah. And since Lakira went through that training, she has just embraced that role and been so willing and vulnerable to share her story with other students. And it's made a huge impact. She goes and she shares. She works in the RP room where students come in and she works with them. She ended up being a leader even on the retreat where she was being trained. It was amazing to watch. So I, I don't I couldn't even put a number on it. So you mentioned RPM. So that's what does that stand for? Restorative peer mediators. Okay. And you had I heard training. So tell me about this training. Yeah. So we started in the fall. I'll tell like the history. Look here, and how about then you tell your experience? Does that work? Yeah. Um we started in the fall with the idea of having students learn restorative practices. And then they could resolve conflicts between their peers. And um, we, I think the first one went about 25 students went. We went to Houston Woods Lodge. Uh, we spent two days together, including an overnight, hiking, swimming, eating, but a lot of training and a lot of practicing and knowing how to listen and um, work with other students on their conflicts, how to mediate that. So the first group went so well, and that brought a ton of people who were interested in doing it because word spread around. And then the second one we did in the spring, and that was the one that Lakira was a part of. So what was the training like, Lakira, from your perspective? Okay, so the beginning of the training... It was the morning time. Everybody was tired. We were waiting for the bus. It was like the bus was really late. So um, at the beginning, when everybody got on the bus, everybody was clicky. You know, everybody had their own little groups. We get there. Everybody's sitting in their little groups. Um, as we start, we always start with a check-in, uh, how you feeling, and stuff like that. It was like 
Nobody really participated. Like, Miss Deese was like, if you want to go, you can. You don't have to go if you don't want to. But as we got on, everybody ended up participating by the next day. Um, and honestly, by like a couple hours passed and everybody was participating. Um, we ate lunch. We got to learn how to listen to people, how to talk to people without adding, like, adding our two cents, but without adding our two cents, if you know what I mean. Um, the hike was nice. The hike was really nice. I <laughs> thought it was going to be, like, hills and stuff, but it was it was not no hills, so I actually went on it. <laughs> um, Did you do the night hike? No. Yeah. I went swimming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, met a, I, lo- I met a lot of people. I understand my peers more. I got a lot of friends out of it. Me and Karnaya, we we're both seniors. Um, she, me, and her wasn't as close before the meeting. Now, me and Karnaya talk literally every day. So oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, and we share rooms. She didn't. She didn't take my request into putting me in a room with somebody who I wanted to be in a room with, which is good because I feel like if I was in a room with Alana, me and Karnaya wouldn't be as close as we was. So I got a lot out of it. I got some friends. I got to learn how to help people and what they need and learn how to listen to people without without them feeling like I'm not listening to them. And by the end, everybody was was friends. Everybody was participating. We did our checkout. Everybody participated in the checkout, um, even the teachers. So, yeah. And they let me do the music. I really appreciate your observation on the bus because I didn't notice that. I didn't notice as people got on that you said they were in their cliques. Yeah. And then by the time you ended, it's not that way. No, I just noticed it because I know I was in my clique. It was like me, Alana, and JVI. We were all in the back of the bus. And then, like, everybody else was, like, separated on how they was in the gym, in the groups. Right. And then by the end of the bus, nobody really cared about who they sit by. Like, we were all just talking. The bus bus ride back was, like, it felt like. 20 minutes and it was really 40 minutes it felt like everybody was just talking we were talking about what we liked about it so I liked it I enjoyed myself I can't wait to go back this year yeah yeah so Lakira you you obviously had a big impact on you this few days and your work so you went into that training at Houston Woods um one person and I think you left a little bit changed can you talk about the impact of that training and your work with Mrs. Dietz with restorative practices, how, th- how that's impacted you? Um, like I said, help me communicate with people more. I know I can come off like as a loud person. It helped me like I listen to the problem and before it escalates, say what I have to say, but not having to escalate like with being loud and overdramatic about it. Um, because Mr. Munchmore, you know how I get. I can, <laughs> somebody can tell me something, I just, it click. Mm-hmm. And, but now I actually listen. I let it sit in. If I don't like what I'm hearing, I can just walk away. I can just turn around and walk away without having to escalate the problem. Um, I feel like before that, I probably, like, yell at somebody. <laughs> uh, but now it's, it's changed me to not yell at people. I'm still working on my anger, though. Well, and everybody is, right? It's a work in progress. And that was one thing we talked about. Yeah. That it's not just Kira that feels that way. There's I there's times that I want to scream and shout, too. But we worked on ways to de-escalate taking breaths. We did a lot of mindfulness. And 
And knowing how to react and respond when that comes back at you. Yeah. So. You know what's interesting about this is, you know, as an adult listening to this, first of all, that's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing that. But listening to that story, I just have to think from your perspective, how did that retreat change you, Mrs. Dietz? Because it's just as big for adults, right? How did it change you? Yes. You sit there and you, you can almost see the light bulbs coming on for students. And it's so inspiring because I do notice, I didn't know the bus story, so that was fascinating to me. But you do, I do notice in the opening circle, I always give the opportunity to pass. I still like them to voice the words pass because I want their voices to be part of the room, mm-hmm. even if it's passing. And in that first circle, a lot of people pass. And you can see, and they're kind of shy and in their shell. And by the end, that closing circle, everybody's in, even before that, before the closing. But it's, and even in the classroom, I witnessed that. Like my students, I always gave my students the opportunity to pass. You know, and you're four or five weeks in, nobody's passing because they want to be part of what you're creating in that space. But to see these kids, I, I talk about the RP room staff and because they work with the RPMs. They work with the peer mediators. And I think that the adult in the room feels like they're going to have to manage, for lack of a better word. I feel like they think they're going to have to manage the students that come in and help. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, you're going to learn from them. Like, you're not okay. going to, they're awesome at what they do. And it's a powerful thing that over two days, they get it. The students get it, and they're, they're, they're such good listeners once that's made aware, and um, they, they know not to give advice but to tell, share their story, and then that, it relates. Oh, it's just, it's cool. I like hearing you say that uh, the students know maybe more, right, than the adults at times. And I think that just shows what Finneytown has fostered here is that students are learners just like the teachers are learners, and students are teachers just like the teachers are, quote-unquote, teachers. It's that shared community, and I hear that coming through your story. Now, my last question here for the podcast, because I'm really interested on that. Now, I'm asking this early. We got a minute here, so take your time. But what is possible now coming into 2022-23 school year. Now that you've gone through your first RPM training, you've had that retreat with the students, you've had your RP room, there's probably more than I'm even not remembering, but what is possible? What are you excited about? Um, Well, since I'm a senior this year, I get to help train the next set of students. So I'm excited about that. And... That's going to be a good thing. Um, it's good that we start early. Six, well, sixth grade's not here no more. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade and up, the kids get the experience. And it's not just the same kids every time. We get a set of kids. We train a new set of kids every time. The people that want to come back, they come back. And most of the time, it's all the students. Sometimes it's half of the students, but it was still, it's still a good, good thing. Yeah. Why are the students so important to you? Because, I mean, you're a student. You're talking about students, like, differently. Why is that important to you? Um, because we don't just single out a student 
we get a couple students from each grade, different genders, races, all types of things. So it's like a community. We get to build a family. That's basically what it is. I love that. Yeah, building a family. I like the way you said that. Yeah. Me too. And that you feel a part of that. That's good. I Possibilities are endless, of course, but I have some... I'm so excited because I know that Akira isn't excited. It's so nice having those seniors back. That was a tradition we started with the second training. We let the seniors that were trained in the first one come back and help with the training of the second one. So now the seniors get to do that. We've kind of started. We only had one year, but we're trying to start some traditions. And the seniors will get cords at graduation because they're an RPM. And so to see you walking across... We'll tear up to see you walking across the stage at the end of the year is going to be something for me, Lakira. It's going to be crazy for me. Um, possibilities. I I'm looking forward to. I'd like to meet once a month this year. We didn't do that last year. We met like once every few months. Yeah, I'd like to be more consistent with that. That's a possibility, and I want the students to collaborate and lead those. And so still continue the learning and the leading. Um, the possibility of still working in the RP room. And then let's think outside of the box. Where else can we get you guys connected? I, I like the possibility of that. It's going to be a good year. You know, you said the students leading that. I think, Lakira, you, you'll jump right in on that leading part, huh? Yeah. 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 That's... You know what? We have to do this again because there's more to this story. This is just a start. So would you come back? Of course. All right. So you'll probably have that meeting by October. Oh, yeah. So can we get you back in in October sometime to see how it's going, check in? I'd love to. We would love that. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll have other friends with us. Even better. (laughs) Yeah, bring more. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. So, Mr. Munchmore, wrap this up for us. How can people hear about us here? Well, people can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher and Google Podcasts. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell strangers. Tell your pets. Tell anyone with ears. Finneytown has a story. And Tammy Dietz, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and for all you do for this district as the restorative practices facilitator. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. We're honored to have you. And LaCara, thank you for joining Mrs. Dietz to share your story, uh, working as a restorative peer mediator and in the world of restorative practices. Thank you, guys. This was fun. (laughs) Can't wait to have you back. Yeah, me either. It's going to be fun. And in closing, I think LaCara said it best, building a family here at Fannytown. Uh, one story, one conversation, one person at a time. And uh, it's, it's a great story. So we'll be back. Thanks for listening.